Aiko, my name is Rania Odey-Matt and I'm a creative in Accra. With me today is Irene Donati. Irene is an Italian living and working in Accra. She's a woman of substance and of many talents. She works as a brand and digital strategist and an innovation consultant. She's an events manager and producer, as well as a specialist in fashion and luxury marketing. She's a yoga teacher, a podcaster, a lecturer, as well as an amazing vocalist. She was in a band at the age of 14, studied at the conservatory and continued performing up until she moved to Ghana. The first time I heard her sing, I was blown away. Irene, you're infinitely dear to me and thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. Wow, that was a lot. <laughs> You're I mean, like, why it's... am I doing all these things? <laughs> because that's you. Irene, you're named after the goddess of peace, the Greek goddess of peace. We're yeah. coming to the end of 2020. How has re your relationship with peace been this year? Hmm. That's a very good question, and it's a, it's a huge no, question to start with. Um, yes, yeah, so my name means peace in, a, in, a, in Greek, right? And it's always funny to me because people used to tell me, oh, your, your name means peace, but you're quite the opposite. But peace is not um, necessarily the absence of, uh, of war, no? For me, peace uh, uh, is, uh, is the the way we get through the 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 difficult things is like is um is an approach to to many things so it's not just like i'm 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 relaxed and so i'm at peace it means also sometimes to be strong and to and to be um I don't know. I found my a lot of peace this year, even in conflict. You know, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it's like uh, because every single thing contains its opposites. Now we have this conversation sometimes, and you know, I'm a yogi, so for me, it's always the union of two opposites that makes something a, a whole. So even peace has some conflict inside, you no? Know? And it's how you manage this conflict that makes you grow and, and makes you feel more at peace. So this year was a lot of war and peace, let's say, for, uh, for me. But again, one thing doesn't exclude the other, no? That's, that's what, I, what I feel about peace. Of course, like the tides and like night and day, you know, you, you can't know peace and be intimate with it without knowing war and conflict. So tell me, what, what were your biggest conflicts and challenges this year? Uh, well, I mean, we're talking about uh, creativity and uh, uh, obviously uh, we know that this year because of uh, the pandemic, but because of also a lot of other things, I think in terms of energy, there was so much happening this, this year that it was very uh, overwhelming for uh, a lot of us. So uh, because at the beginning, the lockdowns, but then I think also we got into this mental space but where a lot of people isolated themselves. And uh, mm -hmm. I have to say that I did that a lot, which has its, again, positive side, but then also the, uh, the negative side. So for me, the challenge at the beginning was to accept this isolation and actually use it uh, as an opportunity 
But then at some point, I almost, has, I almost had to force myself out of the isolation because it was becoming my comfort zone, right? And so you, you end up uh, being in a, in a... And so the challenge was now you have to come out again. How do I do that? <laughs> now now I'm, I'm kind of feeling protected in this, in this world that I've created. So how do I uh, step out again and, uh, and keep... Um, doing my work which is no is as you as you this it's very it's very complex it's very different layers so there's creativity but there's also organizing and there's also this no it's, it's like it's a lot of things and uh, and so sometimes it's a uh, it's difficult to be creative if you don't find yourself in a space that uh, makes you feel uh, a certain kind of feelings and you stop having this kind of uh, Mm, stimulations from the outside world and so you you the risk is that you get stuck so that's also a challenge you know but i think yeah in general this is something creative people go through uh, a lot but this year was was really challenging <laughs> for everybody but again a great i i still think it was an incredible opportunity like incredible opportunity so what, what are the opportunities that you're grateful for, that you're happy for? Well, I mean, everything that is uh, introspection, obviously, I mean, I feel like it's a privilege to be able to say anyway, I'm going to take this time um, to do introspection, to look inside myself. Uh, it's a privilege, but it's also a very, it's a difficult choice, not because um i mean you end up not working you end up not no it's like it's it's a, it's a lot of things but it's a privilege to see the opportunity in just like sit down one second and 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 look inside yourself because uh, every creative work anyway has an introspection part before you can bring it out there so i think because i was so uh, overwhelmed by 2019 uh, to be able to get into that space was a, was a great opportunity. And while doing so, starting working again on some very exciting projects uh, and um, having this opportunity to collaborate, even in, uh, in a situation that was a complete isolation, I started probably one of the most uh, um, fulfilling collaborations that I had uh, in, uh, in my life, no? because it gave me the opportunity to reconnect with music, which, I mean, a lot of people don't know that it's been always uh, uh, a big part of my life, whether uh, actively, but also as like, for me, music is everything no? and in my everyday life. So that was a, a great opportunity. And uh, with the music, then so developing content, which, it's interesting because when I was working more in advertising, uh, content has always been my passion. No? It's like the way we communicate to people. That's what, that my love for advertising comes from that part, you know, to understand the audience, to understand uh, how you now we can communicate in the right way, what people really want, the trends, what's going on. And so to apply that now to a completely different creative process, uh, I mean, it, it, was, it was really great. It was a lot. <laughs> Let's explain a, a little bit to the audience, you know, about, about this collaboration. So it's a collaboration that you're doing with Mensa. And I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I think about it is um, for the audience and by the audience in a way, because this is a project that actually is made for the audience to include it, but then with 
what you're doing right now, which is a launching a Kickstarter, it's actually also asking the audience to collaborate in a way. And, uh, and I, think, I think this is very innovative when it comes to music, or at least music, the way we are used to consuming it in Ghana. Well, I guess, yes, that's one aspect. And also is the, the part of the collaboration that usually we don't think about when it's about music, because when we think about music, uh, a collaboration is two musicians coming together or a producer and a singer yes. or like, you know, it's two people that are making music together. Yes. And uh, uh, it's difficult maybe to uh, think about how, if I'm not making music, I'm actually creatively yes. collaborating this thing no? and um, that was really beautiful um, since the beginning with Mensa um, because it's a very open conversation on many uh, different aspects of uh, the music outputs no? and uh, mm, I think what started uh, at the beginning uh, uh, was first we started with understanding we had a similar vision on thing and I think one that it was very clear for us since the beginning is that especially because of the moment we were into and especially because of what was going on in the world and especially because we are in such weird positions i'm in ghana he's he wasn't in ghana it's like we we try to understand really what could be meaningful in a moment like this and to give also voice to other people that's a vision that we really have in common the idea that it cannot be about me only, right? It cannot be, I, yes, I'm an artist, I produce, uh, I express my creativity, but there has to be a purpose. So that was the beginning of the conversation. We, war we worked a lot on that, and that's, yeah, we're, we're not composing music at the time, but that is really a collaboration, because that's when you start exploring ideas that then you want to write, or you start exploring, or exploring visuals. So. While we were in the middle of that, uh, we decided to put out another bed, uh, which was, a, was supposed to be a song. But then we were so surprised when we started receiving the people telling us why they were not sleeping at night as well. And it became a collective moment. And uh, that really gave us the, it's sort of like we realized that it's like, there is the need of something like this. So we need it, but I guess also the audience needs it. And so this song became a whole concept, you know? And so we released another EP around it where we integrated the people voices, mm -hmm. uh, and the people dreams uh, into the music. And it became a three, four songs uh, EP that has a video attached to it. You know? So it's like, is this constant process of creation that we've been through in the past, uh, in the past months, which is exhausting, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also now very rewarding. Uh, it's uh, again the balance of, of two very different energies and two different things. So from there, now we get to the Kickstarter, right? And um, we one, have one thing. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but before we get to the Kickstarter, can you share with me like one or two things about having gone through that process and still going through that process? What kind of advice would you give to somebody who wants to consider like doing this kind of collaboration? What are two learnings that you got out of it? 
Okay, so my, um, my learning for myself, uh, and it has been like, I, I, it's been throughout this journey, I would say is the unlearning. <laughs> it's really like, because especially when you have done something for a long time in your life, and then you have to bring it to the table uh, with somebody who has been doing other things, still in, maybe in the same space, but you have to bring things together. You really have to listen a lot because, yeah, you might be an expert in a certain situation, but then when you meet somebody else, you have to listen a lot and you have to unlearn a lot. And um, I've been thinking about this a lot in the past couple of days because of conversations that are, that are happening. And there is like this responsibility of creating also this cross-cultural collaboration, Bridge. bridges, but not in a cheesy way. No, it's really like, it's, it's a lot of work because it's mm -hmm. much easier for me to be like attached to my tradition, cultural things uh, and decide to only keep that on the table. And if it works fine, if it doesn't work, whatever. But to decide to really meet somebody that's so different from you and create something it's a lot of work and it's a lot of unlearning seriously unlearning and uh, especially this year with all that is happening i think we have the responsibility of doing the unlearning of really discover the tiny thing at the back of our head that still um have uh, uh, prejudice or preconceptions or things like that they've been no because we've been hearing these things in our little towns i mean i talk for myself a little town in italy in the middle of nowhere without even knowing now where they were coming from mm -hmm. and now if i think about certain things in an intercultural uh, context some things are wrong they shouldn't mm -hmm. be said they shouldn't be considered no and so it's very it's 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 a uh, it's a lot of work I, I don't want to say these things like, oh, it's such a humbling uh, thing. Mm -hmm. It's not about that. It's really about doing the work constantly every day. And, um, and it's, um, it's very rewarding when you get to the point that uh, you keep moving on after almost, uh, yeah, one now is what, eight, nine months. Then it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's very rewarding. It's very rewarding. I don't know if I answer your question. Oh, you did. And, and you did beautifully. I love the part about unlearning. And I love the part about listening, which, you know, they come together. So thank you for that. And, and then about the Kickstarter, again, why not go to the traditional way? Why, let's say, not, um, uh, can we talk a little bit about that? You know, because it concerns any potential uh, music producer or creator or singer. Yeah. Um, so I think is that I, I don't like when people give recipes that mm -hmm. are supposed to apply to everything, right? Yeah. So I don't want to sign, sound like, uh, no, like, yeah, it, it worked for us, it should work mm -hmm. for everybody. It actually, mm -hmm. I think that's another thing that needs to be considered every time, no? Mm -hmm. We work with other creatives and it's like, you can be unique. You can be that case study that never happened before. So don't try mm -hmm. always to look like uh, it worked for them. It's going to work the same, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the same for me. But so this is coming very naturally because all the things that we've been doing from the beginning uh, 
uh, were going towards the same vision and towards the same direction. Mm -hmm. So once we started uh, with the uh, sort of like giving a voice to the community, but also giving the voice to the artists that they were doing the artwork uh, and also using their voice to, 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 to send our message, you know? So it's mm -hmm. like, we are creating a community. It's not anymore only my work, but yes. there's a community uh, behind it. Then it was natural to think about, well, this same community want to be part of something bigger. So this is a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's gonna be a big learning process because as all Kickstarters, uh, it's like the, the outcome is not guaranteed, but mm -hmm. even now in the pre-campaign, uh, you see that there, the people want to be part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. And we started with that, that idea. And so it naturally evolved in this. And so you mean So you mean it was a natural organic sort of progression and which is integrated with with its you know with all its different parts. Yeah, I mean crowdfunding is an amazing tool right now and it's amazing especially because during this year people have been able to sort of like understand that they have a power to you know to come together and and and, and build uh, things even more than before like even research from uh, crowdfunding platforms tell you that this year even if people were scared that no one was going to fund anything is actually the opposite yeah that is very very interesting you know in terms of like what is my the part of my strategic uh, work uh, it's really to see this as a trend to see these as mm -hmm something that it's showing on many different levels. No, it's like, it's not just for crowdfunding, but we can see that people want to get back a little bit of the power. And it's probably not going to cut across everybody or every, I don't know, demographic or whatever it is, but mm, you can observe that there's going to be this two polarity. There's going to be a lot of people who want to be part of so many things. They want to, to, especially in the creative space. And then there's still be a lot of people that will have to process all that happened this year. And uh, I always do this comparison because uh, Pantone just released the color of the year. And this year is two colors and is a very intense, beautiful yellow and a gray, which really shows us the two polarities that people are going through right now. No? So this 2020 has a lot of people want to thrive even more, want to shine. It's the yellow parts of it. And there's a lot of people who will have to process. So obviously not everyone will want to be part of a Kickstarter. Not everyone will want to contribute to something because a lot of people have to process the hell that happened during this year. But then you have the other part, which is the one that are going to probably help us to move forward. Mm -hmm. And so uh, these people will definitely want to part of projects like Kickstarter or any crowdfunding. And it's, um, it's, it's beautiful to see people coming together, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that you don't believe in you know recipes and of course i mean this is a creative platform but also 
I'm going to ask you a few questions and a few tips because you've got quite a varied experience and it's not about, you know, um, copy and paste. Uh, it's just about sometimes listening to others and, and listening to their experiences can actually help us get insights or help us get an idea and then adapt mm -hmm. it in a different way. Or um, so uh, let's say you've got, I would like two tips from you, okay, on, on different subjects. When it comes to, let's say, brand strategy or, or so, um, social media strategy, two things that make great social media. Doesn't have to be anything long. Authenticity. <laughs> it's like, that is, a, that is the thing about content, you know, mm -hmm. authentic and, uh, and relevant. And so it means that yeah, authenticity and, and, and being relevant, uh, but authenticity means to tell your own story with your own words and, and, and just like keep pushing until people get it. And that's the problem with social media because people want instant gratification from social media. They want to see how many likes, but actually social media usually is a very long term strategy before you can get your audience to trust you, you know? So, mm -hmm authenticity and be relevant don't talk to yourself don't do it for yourself i mean you can do it for yourself but if it's about mm -hmm. successful uh, stories or successful campaigns you're doing it for also the the audience so uh, listen to them as much as you as much as you tell them something mm -hmm. wow that's great what about what makes a great event in your opinion Two things that make a great event. The concept. We hardly see events with a concept. It's all about, it looks nice and there's drinks, right? The concept. The, an event can tell a story. That's when I say that basically I'm bringing my entire experience together now in everything that I'm doing because an event is a storytelling, but not all the time we, we treat an event in that way. But if you find the story and you, and you tell the story in every single detail from the, every creative output as a story is not just, it looks nice, or it sounds nice, you know? There's so many details that I think we have the tendency to overlook sometimes. And that's why um, I'm also very happy about the work that I'm doing now, but also that's the, <laughs> that could be the, 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 the issue sometimes, which is this crazy attention to details that we both have in different ways. And so sometimes we have to let go because it's like, <laughs> No, really? <laughs> it's like, maybe it's not the perfection of the perfection of the perfection, but we got to let go of this. <laughs> but at least you know that you have looked for the story. It's not just, I'm just like throwing something out there. And, and that also makes me feel happy because I know that there's a shared vision in this kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean... There's nothing more beautiful than being able to express that, you know, that connection and that shared vision and that shared output and work. What about, uh, what makes good, great dress sense or fashion in your opinion? 
Okay, that's very weird to me because it's not that I've done anything specifically. Well, no, I mean, I obviously, people, they will usually say, yeah, you're Italian, so obviously you like fashion. And I don't know if it's obviously, but I guess it's part of my culture, definitely. Well, and, you studied um, fashion marketing, like you, you well, have a yeah, master's I mean, degree. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's not that that makes you um, no. sort of like, yeah, but I mean, so it's like one thing is knowing about the business of fashion. When one thing is being fashionable, one thing is yes. like like to you know wear things in a certain way. So I've always loved style. You know, it's like for me, it's not about um, the brand all the time. Even if you have those designers that maybe you think mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. the one that you now represents you a little bit, but for me, it's always like the style. It's always about again your what you're wearing is telling a story like you see that at the end of the day <laughs> i like the fact that and this this should be i mean i don't want to sound pretentious but this is something that you see keeps coming back which mm-hmm. means that there is consistency in my creative approach right mm-hmm. we're coming back to the same thing. i don't know what you're asking me <laughs> and it's like we come back to the same things even if it's different disciplines mm-hmm. or medium or, or, or media mm-hmm. uh, or whatever right so for me when i wear something i'm telling the story which could be the story of that day how i feel that day or mm-hmm. it could be something that god in, in, in inspired me because i was watching something or i was listening to some music and uh and so i just wear what i feel and mm-hmm. it, i don't overthink it too much mm-hmm. And it works, I guess. But um, but yeah, it's, it's about a story at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are you going to tell me also that great yoga is also about the story? Because <laughs> I was going to ask you that. <laughs> I try to, to, well, to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, somehow, yes. Because mm-hmm. especially when you're building a sequence, Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. when you, when you're teaching you usually build a sequence because you have those 45 50 minutes of class so it's not mm-hmm. just like you don't focus on one thing and you build a sequence for for your students and you kind of create a story because that sequence at least the way i teach usually i focus on different maybe in one day is more like about one specific uh internal organ or one specific breathing technique and so you build your sequence around that theme so that there is again not a story but you feel an effect on your body you know because for the 45 minutes we are focusing on this aspect so you build a sequence that help with that so it is a story plus there's always music in my (laughs) uh, in my class and it's very curated so I have a different playlist for every different class. It's not that it's like, oh, I have one playlist that I play all the time. So there is a bit of story. And there is, even in the way you, you, you teach, or I mean, I don't like the term teaching when it's about yoga, but in a way, when you share with, your, with the people in the, in the room, uh, the sequence, the way your voice works, the cadence, the tone of the voice, that means so much. And, I mean, I don't want to repeat myself, but that's kind of storytelling. <laughs> no, I get you. So, so you know, we go back to to 
your creative process. And it seems that storytelling is that thread that you have running through all the different disciplines that that you you make and it's really fascinating for the other person like for me you know to go through all of that diversity and to see that there's a very strong core that actually unites all these different elements and also uh excessive orientation to detail which can be which can be a great asset and but also extremely tiring so how do you manage that how do you how do you balance that well sometimes i don't <laughs> so i just <laughs> i just break down which can happen i mean exhaustion is a thing especially for for this kind of uh uh, processes so I have to say even in that it's ups and down no I have the, the times where I'm very good in a in a taking care of certain things being sure that I have my routine so that I don't obsess with one detail of the thing that I'm working on and I forget everything else but sometimes I'm not that good <laughs> so <laughs> I but again when you are in a collaboration that's also the good part when you are in a collaboration you have the counterpart that sort of like steps up when you are you know like i'm finished so it, there's also a balance in that which is really beautiful because you can trust the other person with the, like i'm really tired but we need to do this so when you are on the same page things keep keep moving you don't get stuck. And I think that's very powerful. And I think this is something that is important for artists uh, in general, because uh, every creative gets to that point when uh, you are tired and you get stuck. And if you have somebody else, I was reading yesterday, this amazing quote uh, from Patti Smith, no? that makes mm -hmm. me think a lot about this. Uh, Patti Smith and, and uh, and Mapplethorpe, no? which is like, it was this kind of collaboration that it wasn't, I mean, she was a musician, it was a photographer, and, but, but they were inspiring each other. Mm -hmm. And it was a, one of the most incredible artistic collaboration you can think about, no? Mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing, it's like you have a counterpart that is not your double, that's the mm -hmm. thing. You don't need somebody that is doing exactly what you're doing because I mean, What's that's the point? Kind of, exactly. Yeah. So it can be different disciplines, it can be different things, but you find a counterpart that helps you to move through all the difficulties. I think I strongly believe in the power of good collaborations. You know, if um, it's always, in my experience, collaborating with the right people is always bigger than the sum of the parts. You can grow faster you've got these mechanisms, it can provide you with a support system, it can provide you with amazing and very necessary perspectives for unlearning and for conversation. And so thank you for all of these insights that you're sharing about the process that you're going through. And, and the um, conflicts, you know, because yeah. the conflicts, that's something, for instance, that comes a lot from agency culture, to be honest. So when you are in an agency, it's normal to fight. It's like <laughs> everyone is fighting all the time. So once, you, once I stopped working in that environment, I missed that, you know, the confrontational aspect, because mm -hmm. that, that's growth all the time. With respect, obviously, it's not a conflict where people... Mm. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, 
it's it's very normal you constantly fight you know and uh, and it's fine and then you go and have a drink but it's it helps so much the pro the process mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you're okay fight yeah i mean i this this is applies I think not only to agencies and creative work, but also to every level of relationship, whether it's with a, a partner, a loved one, or a child, or a friend. The best ones are the ones that, whom you can fight with, you know, or have conflict with and come out the better for it. Yeah, it's not, maybe. I think, the absence of... The total absence of conflict is not natural. I mean, look at the weather. You know, <laughs> the weather and, must and, and see and see how we got back to the beginning uh -huh. when we were talking about peace and conflict, and said that peace mm -hmm. is not the absence of conflict. No, so yes. yes. So it's a uh, yeah. It, it comes it back. Is, uh, it, it is comes back living to with war and still finding love, or making love, or creating love, or I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but but again, because it's it's the it's the dual part of life, so it's yeah. always going to be there. There's no no. I think it would be extremely boring to have the absence of any challenge or any. No, I mean it's a uh, it's 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 part of the process. It's it's terrible sometimes. It sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. But but it it is and is it, I think it is important also to say when it sucks because we don't have to have yeah. this. Uh, idea of like perfect uh, world where like there are these super successful creative people doing awesome stuff uh, I mean yes but also a lot of work and suffering and and uh, and um, yeah and I agree I agree one of my favorite quotes in in the book uh, about Michael Jordan's life is uh, when he says that um, it is because he failed and he failed and he failed and he failed that he succeeds. And I think, um, yes, I do agree that it's very important to talk about these things because looking at social media, looking at mainstream culture, it sort of uh, celebrates and, and emphasizes um, the success, but not the struggles. And, and it, it's end up, it ends up giving us like a skewed sort of of lengths from which to look at things or to understand things um i'm like i'm i'm kind of exhausted by especially this kind of uh, uh, motivational messages that they start with you no it's like <laughs> is somebody telling you should do this and it's like what do you want from my life why am i opening instagram to to see Somebody telling me what it's not that I don't know what should I do to be better to feel better <laughs> now. It's like this idea that that's why I said before I don't really believe in these recipes kind of things. Or it's like we should all go through this process to become successful. Mm -hmm. that, that that has been an amazing marketing uh, trend to ride, you know, from mm -hmm. Oprah after mm -hmm. no it's like yes if she made it then i can made it yes you can made it but not in the same way like mm -hmm. we're all different so all these you should do this to get that uh, they're becoming so annoying to me because i think they're really they're creating issues to people because True. we can we obviously need role models 
and mentors, but we are not the same human being. So my process cannot be the same of somebody else who is successful. Mm -hmm. I can get to the same success, but I have to go through my own process. Yes. Your and own journey. I mean, yeah, that's why me all the eat, pray, love kind of situations are not really my thing. But <laughs> it's like, no, but it's like, I can even enjoy the story. But to think like, oh, I'm going to do exactly the same and I'm going to find uh, the solution for all my problems that I don't get it. It's like, no, it can't be like that. Again, it's, it's the same in art. It's the same in self-help. This extreme positivism, you know, trend actually becomes neurotic in a way and and we can all see it happening because it becomes a marketing strategy and a marketing tool and without any content and real authentic story as you're saying right so so you're more i get a mark manson kind of girl like the subtle art of not uh, you know giving a fuck uh no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, it's like because that becomes exactly the opposite. No, yes. it becomes the the other ones, which are the ones that it's like, oh, do you? And it's like, yeah, but to do you, you cannot kill people, right? It's like, no, he doesn't say that? that anyway. It's not about that. No, no. Yeah, it's but just... it's like it's that. Yeah, it's that light version no, of being like whatever. No, and uh, mm -hmm. I mean sometimes it's healthy though. No, yeah. We we talked a little bit about healthy detachment in the past days, yeah. and it's like. It can, it can be healthy, but even that now can become a trend. Uh, so yeah, we are all different. That's, that's the thing that we have to really embrace, that we are so very different. Yeah. There's no... That, that beautiful story. diversity. Um, and I think, I think on, if you know that, you know, this, there's this thing in my podcast where I always like to sort of end with a question. Uh, asking a question for you uh, because you're a singer and because I want to hear your voice no 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 what is you your favorite what is your favorite question that was ever asked in a song <gasps> wow that's such a giant question I mean I think that any question has been asked in songs or in music so I can just pick one whatever resonates with you in this moment you don't have to overthinking think it it's the the question that wants to come now right now <laughs> who are you <laughs> <laughs> the boogeyman <laughs> no i was thinking more about the caterpillar from alice the wonder <laughs> who are you who are you and we end with alice thank yeah, you yeah we end with alice always Alice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much and for your time and for your presence and for everything. Thank you for having me. This is like really awesome and refreshing and um, and I mean we, we, we talk anyway also. <laughs> no but but it's a it's a it's a beautiful um, it's a different kind of exchange and I think it helps to build a to build so much so it's uh, i'm very grateful that you invited me and it's very my very, pleasure yeah thank you so much you want to connect to your inner creator subscribe or listen to my podcast on anchor itunes and spotify